When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented by our awesome YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I give you guys a cameo style shout out every week. Somebody that subscribes to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, where we post full episodes of every one of our shows and the highlight clips of our shows. As long as you subscribe and comment on any of those posts, any of those videos, you are eligible to get a cameo style shout out for me the end of the week. Love those of you that spread the word via social media. I am at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter, Instagram. We absolutely love those of you that engage with our social media posts related to the show in any way, shape, or form. Thank you so much for those of you that do that. It means a great deal. And we have a spread the word winner on the Friday Ross Tucker football podcast. Every week, we'll have episode one of the Fantasy Feast today. Even Money Podcast will be tomorrow. And speaking of the Even Money Podcast, we now make picks here on the College Draft Podcast, as many of you know. And by we, I mean he, Emery Hunt at F Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, and most importantly, it's mid December already. It is draft season, like draft season is in full swing in my mind with the conference championship games this weekend. Then you'll have the bowl games, then the senior bowl and the combine. All that stuff will be here before you know it. Go to footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. You will be very happy that you did it. Footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Good morning, Emery. How are you? Good morning, Ross. How are you? Fantastic uh, day to talk some football with you in the morning. Yeah, man. I am fired up. I love conference championship weekend. It's a little weird this year since there's also like some Big Ten and Pac-12 games. And I will be up at West Point again, Emery, Commander-in-Chief trophy. It'll be uh, the Air Force Falcons, Army Black Knights. That game will be epic. Winner take all for the Commander-in-Chief trophy. So, should be awesome. Let's start with the MAC title game, however. And that's Ball State against Buffalo. I got to be honest with you, Emery. I, I just saw this news yesterday. I'm a little bit disappointed that – maybe a lot of it disappointed. Look, every guy's got to make what they think is the right decision for them. But Caleb Huntley, the big bruising running back – for Ball State not playing in this game. He's been out with an injury the last few weeks, supposedly, 
And now he announced that he's going to opt out and get ready for the NFL draft. He must have some type of injury. I just can't imagine that he wouldn't want to play in the MAC championship game with his guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and selfishly, I wanted to watch him run too. I like watching him run. He was one of my guys uh, going into the season I had as one of those sleeper type backs that you want to keep an eye on. But you're right. He's missed the last couple of games. And in his mind, it's like, you know what? He's probably not going to play in the bowl game anyway. Um, so he was, you know, just want to get that process started, that rehab started. But it puts a lot of pressure on Drew Plitt, that, you know, their their quarterback. And it makes them shorthanded against a team that's just mowing down opponents right now because Huntley was the neutralizer. He would have given them good balance on offense. And Buffalo, we already know about Jared Patterson and what they're doing opponents on defense and on offense. It's going to be a tough loss for Ball State. Yeah, so what do you think of Plitt? He put up really good numbers last year. You know, Ball State's offense was awesome last year. He's done a nice job this year. You think he's a pro prospect? I think he's one of those guys you bring into camp. He's a he's a 90 roster guy um, because he has very good mechanics. And I think when you have good fundamentals and good technique, uh, and you can speak to this more than, than anybody can, Ross. When you are in, the, in college, it's all about, you know, your t- – fundamentals, technique, and scheme. But when you get to the pros, I feel like it's always about scheme. And if you don't have technique going in, you better work hard on your own to work your technique and build your technique because you just don't have the time uh, doing, during the pro practices. It's always about scheme. Um, but Plitt comes in with good techni- technical skills. He can throw well on the move. Uh, he's always in a position to, to run, uh, you know, to throw, you know, f- from a different platform. You like all that, what you what you want him to improve on is something that you can get better with, and that's just arm strength. He doesn't have it. He makes receivers work extra hard when he's going down the field, but you love his anticipation, you love his mechanics, but you want to see that arm just get a little bit better, a little bit stronger moving forward. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right about that. What about Buffalo's got a couple dudes. Uh, obviously, Jarrett Patterson, we've talked about him. They've got a good offensive lineman. Al Shika, uh, who's playing left tackle for them right now. But their best pro prospect right now is edge rusher Malcolm Kuntz. Yeah, he has, he's a twitched-up athlete coming off the edge. And, you know, he's one of those guys that he's he's a long guy, 6'3", about 250, um, and he has good acceleration. I think he can run the hoop, as they like to say in scouting terms, which is, you know, how he's able to turn that corner. And you can love this comparison, Ross. Is not quite like excite bike when you remember you, you can lean with the motorcycle and pop back up. You can't really do he can't really do that just yet, but he does have good lean when he's turning the corner and getting to the quarterback. So I like the acceleration and he doesn't give up on plays. So you like a guy that can be blocked initially, but will find a way to work himself back into a play and make a play. So he's a difference maker. Got like what four sacks this year already. Um his length helps him make plays in the backfield versus the run game. So I think from a from a projection standpoint, you like what he brings to the table and I'm glad he was able to play this year and continue to build on what we saw him do as a junior. First of all, I love the excite bike reference. I remember that. How old are you, Emery? 39. Okay, I'm 41. Yes. I remember excite bike for sure. That's awesome. Number two, he's really good. You know, I, I studied him getting ready for that UB Kent State game. He is a really good player. Um, you know, he's kind of like a poor man's Khalil Mack. You know, it's hard to watch him 
in that UB uniform, mm-hmm. and playing the same position, you know, same body type, and not think of Khalil Mack when you watch him. There's a lot of real similarities there between those two guys. I mean, they they remind me of each other. Um, and the thing is, he's not quite as explosive, not quite as physical, but he's got some good moves too. Like he'll give you a one-arm stab and then pull it away. Like he's he's not just an athlete. He's got an assortment of moves, which I think is uh, very, very impressive. And All I like right. how he's working against good pro talent at tackle this year in the MAC. There's a lot of good old linemen that are going to be playing on Sundays that he's going up against. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, all right, the betting line for this game, Emery, is Buffalo is favored by 13 and a half points. That's a lot of points going against Ball State, who's won five in a row. What do you think? Listen, Buffalo is, is in impact mode. So they're trying to make statements across the board. So you can add another seven points to this spread and still be comfortable. So I'm laying that. 13 and a half with Buffalo. I think without Huntley makes them one dimensional. That's not the, the, the formula that Ball State wants to have uh, going into this ball game. Got it. So you're laying it. Yep. Trust in the big number. I'm always with the big numbers. All right. Yeah. You, you like laying the big numbers, man. That is like number one thing people tell you to not do. <laughs> and you just don't care. Don't care, man. Especially this year, man. We've seen a lot of blowouts in some of these schools with big numbers like Alabama has been real good to be over the course of the year. No issue in laying whatever the number is for Alabama every week. Yeah, you know what? It's a good point. I mean, it's almost like uh, it's almost like they know what the number is. Some of these teams. <laughs> um, let's get to the uh, let's get to the Big Twelve title game, and uh, Oklahoma has a running back you like in Ramondre Stevenson. What happened there with Trey Sermon? And, like, you, you know how that went down that Trey Sermon left to go to Ohio State? I, I, I'm thinking it's just opportunity. He, You know, he they had uh, the young guy that was there, and they had Stevenson coming back, and he just probably thought he can get a better opportunity to, to carry the ball more at Ohio State, considering what left out in J.K. Dobbins and what they had behind Dobbins. They really didn't have – they have Master Teague. We've seen Teague be more of a one-cut downhill guy. Sermon felt like, well – if I'm a split carries, that's I can get a lion's share of the carries there at Ohio State as opposed to uh, what was going to happen at Oklahoma. Got it. All right, so what do you see from Stevenson? First of all, he's a throwback, and I'm always going to love these throwback big backs. You know, you like the big backs with quick feet. You know, you look at a guy uh, not quite as quick as Natron means, but just as, he's quicker than – uh, Deonta Foreman, who was the more recent big back we saw at Texas. And I think Stevenson dropped a little bit of weight, but he still maintained that big back status. So to me, he's a little bit more like LeGarrett Blunt. He's a fluid runner for a guy that's a bigger back, um, runs with good body lean, shows a good acceleration and burst after he breaks that first wave of defenders and has gotten a lot better in being a little bit more judicious in when he takes on contact. So he's a big back but understands that he can't just run into everybody and has the ability to make a guy miss. I'm, t- I'm not talking about like, you know, a Michael Carter at UNC make you miss, but more like how Jerome Bettis was when he went to Pittsburgh as opposed to what he was when he was with the Rams. You talk about a big back that can make a subtle move here or there, 
to where you're not getting the clean shot on him. And I like that he's getting better and better every week. So I'm a big fan of his game. I hope I, – I'm not going to say I hope he comes out because everybody has his free year. But if he comes out and, and goes into the NFL – there are going to be some suitors for him as a good closer type back, a good four-minute offense type back at the next level. Got it. Um, all right. Iowa State has a defensive end that's caught your eye in Jaquan Bailey. Now, they play him on either side, so I like that, that he could play on either tackle. It doesn't matter. Um, and I like how active he is with his hands. You talk about Koontz showing you the ability to long-arm stab and, and work himself under – you see this with Bailey. Bailey has good hand usage. Um, he can run with. He can rush with power. He can rush with some quickness. I think he's still working himself back into to, to football shape. You know, he missed a good portion of last year uh, because of a of an injury, and he's again finding himself in the backfield a lot. Whether that's versus the run, whether it's versus the pass, he plays well with his eyes. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the, the things you like about him. He's six two two sixty. So at the next level, you you think of a term, you think in terms of guys that are built like that. You look at Shaq Barrett, but Barrett probably has a little bit more explosiveness off the edge. Uh, but he played similarly to Bailey uh, when he was at Colorado State, played on the line of scrimmage, but was always finding himself in the backfield. So I think Bailey uh, will continue to gain steam as he as this process rolls along, because again, he's coming back off of an injury, a leg injury, but he has good hand usage, he has good eyes. And technically, he's going to find himself in the backfield a lot. And again, like I said earlier, if you got good technique, you got a chance to be a very good pro. Yeah, and the technique I like is going to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, because the 2021 basketball season, they're kicking it off with a no-brainer for all customers new and existing. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, listen to this, okay? To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. My team is the Sixers. Emery, who's your team? Pelicans? No, I'm a big Heat fan. Grew up in New Orleans. We didn't have basketball at the time. The only game we used to be able to see were the Miami Heat, so... That, that was the only team I, I grew up watching. Yeah, you've been a Heat fan ever since LeBron went there, right? Ever since Ronnie Cycli, Harold Miner, Bimbo <laughs> Coles, you know, Sherman Douglas. I've, listen, I always I have to tell people that because just what you said, Ross. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm messing with you. I, you know what, though? That is a good comeback to be able to mention all those guys. How about this, by the way? People don't realize, listeners don't realize how much of a fan I, I was of college basketball, other sports. Like Ronnie Cycli, Sherman Douglas, those are both Syracuse guys. Bimbo Coles, I believe, was Virginia Tech. Yep. Harold Miner, USC. I know my hoops, Emmy. <laughs> I, I, I know my hoops from back then better than I know my hoops from now. I tell you this, I, I was obviously I'm a Raging Cajuns, you know, sport guy all through and through, but growing up in New Orleans, I was a big Tulane Green Wave basketball fan, and I used to sit in that hot-ass Fogelman Arena that didn't have air conditioning, but used to watch those games. I was a big Gerald Honeycutt fan, uh, and, and how they used to be so good in that time. There was one time, I want to say it was like 93 or 94, UNO, which is the University of New Orleans, they had Irvin Johnson, Tulane, and LSU was all ranked in the top 25. This was a great time to be a college basketball fan growing up. Wow. Well, anyway, here's the key, okay? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now 
and use promo code Ross when you sign up to get a plus 75 point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. Think about that. That's code Ross to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night in the Professional Basketball Association. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey or PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking, Emery, of DraftKings, the line for this Big 12 championship game is Oklahoma is favored by five and a half. Oklahoma favored by five and a half. What do you think? You know, that's an interesting number. And I know, listen, I'm not supposed to like Iowa State because they keep getting ranked higher, even though they have two losses. But I think this is a game that they show up for. So five, although it's a good number, I think it's more of a three-score game, a three-point game. So I'm going to take Iowa State in the points here. Got it. Okay. Let's move on to the SEC championship game Saturday night this year. And it will be Alabama against Florida. And Alabama has a corner that I I met when he was in high school. He played in the U.S. Army Bowl. And that is Patrick Sertan II. Yeah, his dad was a a New Orleans native and also starred at the, the Baltimore Ravens of college football at the time, Southern Miss. Like, people don't realize how good. Southern Miss used to be defensively um, throughout the 90s and early 2000s. And again, and he started with the Dolphins, obviously. But his son, his son is really good. His son reminds me a lot of uh, Humphrey as far as his his press technique and his man technique. He's a good man defender. And that's going to be helpful in the ball game because he's going to draw one of the two top targets they have, probably uh, Grimes because of his size. And Sertan finds the football patient in his approach and had those growing pains early in his career. Uh, remember, he was supposed to go to LSU and turn him down, goes to Alabama, and struggled a little bit, uh, but was able to so use that as fuel to get better and has gotten significantly better every year, turned himself into a premier pro prospect. So I like his press skills and man skills, and that, to me, stands out the most about what he brings to the table. Yeah, he's got that length, man. He's got that size. He is blessed with that size. I think he's bigger than his dad ever was. Yeah, exactly. That was like 5'10", maybe 5'11", you know, and Sertan is closer to 6'1", almost. Okay, for Florida, you've got two wide receivers. I'm I'm anxious to get your breakdown of Trayvon Grimes and Kadarius Toney. We can start with Grimes. When you watch Grimes, you don't realize how big he is. You, you think, you know, he's about 6'1", about 195. Dang, he's 6'5"? He, that's a big dude. So to me, and watching how he plays, that's a good thing to not realize how big he is because that means he's not a lumbering target. He reminds me a lot of what the Lions have in Kenny Galladay, you know, a guy that can play inside or outside. I love that versatility. He has great ball skills. I'm talking about going up at his highest point and finding the point of the football. So he's able to catch any type of pass because he's able to see where the point is and get his hands in position to make that grab. So he's not a guy that catches the middle to the back part of the football. And that's where you see a lot of guys drop the ball. He's able to to meet the point first and haul it in. And Tony is more along the lines of your move piece. And when he stops uh, getting enamored with his own highlights um, and moves, and he's just able just to go, he's, dynamic sometimes he can make he could get too enamored with making too many moves and he gets himself tackled but 
when he's on point and just goes, he is he is outstanding. So there's a place in a market for both guys. That's why when I break down receivers, I break them down into split ends, flankers, slots, and bigger inside guys because they're going to play different positions, and you can't rank you know Cole Beasley as you would rank Randy Moss. They're two different types of receiver so for tony he's a slot guy that has potential to grow as into a, maybe a flanker but you like that he can be utilizing a run game or end arounds things like that and he's explosive to help you out in a return game so he's a good value piece to take at the next level so when you say he gets enamored with his own highlights he tries to do a little too much kind of like how david montgomery gets at times as a running back it's like sometimes you can make a cut and just go or sometimes you try to make a cut and try to set them up again and make another cut. Like you're doing too much and you're allowing guys to, to get back into the play. You beat them already. Just get, just get, get downhill and just go. Is there an NFL comparison for Tony? Tony. Um, that's a good one. Some people may say Tavon Austin and how he was utilized, but Austin may be a more straight line fast uh, and, and shiftier. Uh, Tony to me could be more how the saints have, and Deontay Harris, they're, they're uh, you know, slot guy and returnman from Assumption College. So I would say more of Deontay Harris, who I was a big fan of coming out of college. I think, to me, that's Tony. Uh, Tony can be a good player, can continue to develop, and he's going to be a factor on NFL teams, no, no doubt. How the heck Deontay Harris went to Assumption College, I'll never understand. Bruh. How did that happen? <laughs> His speed and quickness just didn't make sense on tape. You thought you were watching fast forward tape and then you realize everybody else is slow he was as that faster than everybody else um okay the betting line for this one is interesting because alabama's given a lot of points and i know that's been good to you alabama's giving 17 and a half are you doing it emory i am doing it yes laying the points with bama Bama can run the ball. Bama can throw the football. Bama can turn the ball over defensively. They can pressure the quarterback. They have a well-rounded football team. I think defensively is why I like that point spread more so than anything because they're going to get those extra possessions. And we know their offense can do what they need to do to put those points up on the board. All right. Interesting. You love laying the points. We know that. And you know what? It's been pretty good for you. Um for much of this season since we've been doing the picks. Okay, the last game we'll break down. The Mountain West title game. Boise State, San Jose State, they're both undefeated in conference. How about Boise State DN Shane Irwin? He's so strong at the point of attack. He can take on double teams well. Um, He has those strong, heavy hands that people love to use in scouting terms. So he's able to really shock an offensive lineman, stymie him at the line of scrimmage and don't get moved backwards. And, you know, he can push the pocket. He could also disengage and, and find himself making plays in the run game. He's disruptive as a power rusher too, in, in terms of getting to the quarterback. And that's going to be key in this ball game because the Spartans do a great job in throwing the football. And so you got to be disruptive up front. And I love, he can play on either side as well. So, Wherever you feel as though you can get some push, you want to move Irwin on that side. Now, he's a junior, so he may take advantage of this free year and come back and regain that eligibility. Uh, But I just love him as a power guy. I just love how he can beat double teams. He can win one-on-one with power inside and really can control linemen. So he's going to have a future once 
he decides to go to the NFL. Feels like Boise State has always has guys like that. You know what I mean? Like they they always they they get a lot of guys that come into the league that are very similar to how you just described defensive end Shane Irwin. This is I, I think the whole Nick Starkle thing for San Jose State is amazing. For those of you that aren't familiar, San Jose State went to Arkansas last year and they won. They won and San Jose State hadn't been good in forever. This Brennan, uh Brian Brennan has totally turned around the program there at San Jose State. But they went to Arkansas and won. And a big reason why they won is Arkansas's quarterback, Nick Starkle, threw about a million interceptions in that game. Now, Nick Starkle is starting for San Jose State, and they're undefeated. It's almost like Brennan said, hey, man, you just got me a contract extension by throwing all those picks and letting us beat Arkansas. Why don't you come join us now? I mean, I, I've never seen that before. And to see him turn completely around and be an asset and not a liability, you know, and that's the biggest key for San Jose State because it's been the passing game that has really opened things up for the Spartans this season. Yes, they have a good bit of balance, but their passing game has been the key. You go back and look at the last game they played against Nevada. I want to say it was the first play of the game, second play of the game. He bombs them out with a perfect strike deep down the field. He's playing with a lot more confidence now. Um, and you like to see that from a college guy that, that goes from struggling, um, then transferring. Then you transfer from Arkansas to San Jose State. So you think like, all right, well, maybe he's just trying to play out the string and um, trying to get away from the spotlight. But no, you're in the middle now of a championship run with the Spartans because of your plate. So I do like um, the, the mental toughness that he has shown this year and the growth in this game. But I think it's the deep ball accuracy that I really like about him because he's more confident in taking those shots. And he's been a lot more uh, uh, protective of the football. He's not putting the ball in harm's way as much that he did at Arkansas because when you watched him at Arkansas, he was like, you know what, man? You, you're, really, you're really not putting your team in position to win, to put it nicely. But out there at San Jose State, He's doing what needs to be done, making those tough throws. You see him sometimes throwing to the covered guy, which is something that you will have to do at the NFL level. And I think because he's shown growth, you like him as a you know developmental guy at the next level, maybe a QB2 or QB3, but he has earned himself a spot, I believe, on an NFL roster as a, as a prospect. Wow, interesting. Okay, so the spread for this game, Emory, San Jose State's getting six and a half. So Boise State laying almost a full touchdown. What do you got? I have now become a believer in the Spartans, so I'm taking the six. Um, and I know my colleague over there at CBS Sports HQ, Tommy Tran, who is a San Jose State alum and a very active San Jose State fan on Twitter. Um, I'm going to back him this week. I, I'm going to take the Spartans. I like what I saw last week against Nevada and what they were able to do. Um, the run game really started to pop for them. And if that can happen against Boise, if they can have two, a two-way go offensively, they'll be just fine. So I think because of the season they're having, because of the opponent they played up so far against good competition and won those games, they're going to play up for this game, especially with what's riding on it. So I'm going to take San Jose State in the points. Got it. There you have it. Emory taking San Jose State and the points. Awesome. What a fun week of college football we got coming up. If you can – Check me out on CBS Sports Network uh, on 3 o'clock on Saturday. Air Force, Army, 
Looks like Air Force is favored by two and a half points. So that should actually be a pretty epic contest. Looking like it'll be a close game. Check that out. 3 p.m. CBS Sports Network. And Emory, you're, when are you on CBS HQ? I know you're on all the time, but when can people catch you there? They can catch me there uh, today uh, at 2.30. I'll be the, doing the SEC Super Preview. I'll be also on there at 9.30 tonight and on Saturday all throughout uh, CBS Sports HQ with doing NFL coverage and also the college football coverage. But NFL, uh, you know, pregame Buffalo-Denver, halftime of that game, pregame of the SEC title game, halftime of SEC title game, and also halftime of the Carolina Packers game as well. So all over HQ. And then Sunday morning at 10.30 uh, a.m. Eastern time. And uh, one more thing, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, I'm also uh, a co-host, a co-analyst with the coach, Jonathan Coachman, on Sports Lines uh, Early Edge, which is a subsidiary of CBS Sports HQ. Wow. Awesome. Love it. Make sure you check that stuff out as well as footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. It is the best draft guide that's out there, especially if you like the smaller school guys. Emery, great job. Follow him on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.